podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harriet Diver. Here's my podcast. My podcast. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 60. Oh my god, I should have gone for a wee, you know. I really need to wait. Do you know what? I feel like I just said... You know when people get hypnotised and then a word triggers them? I feel like I just said 60 and then suddenly I needed a wee. Maybe I've been secretly hypnotised. Maybe. Imagine if none of your actions were ever actually your actions. It was all someone crept into your room when you were a child... Told you every day you'd do something a certain way, which has led you to how you are now, which you think is your own identity, but in fact, all an evil plot of someone else's. Yeah, but you don't really do much that would benefit anyone else. Well, however, in the scheme of things, when you do, you more than a lot of people do do things that affect other people, like for good, I hope. Because I'd say, I don't know, I. In some ways, maybe I am quite selfish. One always used to say, bless her, that I'd always just, yeah, not really listen to anyone else, and but just love talking about myself. And those are the actions of a very selfish person. But I hope I've got better, or at least I'm just better at pretending I'm listening to other people. No, but, but, then maybe this is a massive contradiction in terms, but... I do genuinely care about people. So I don't. I mean, I don't even know what. How have I? Oh, d- uh, anyway, hello. Why did I get onto all of that? Because you needed a toilet. Bloody hell! That was it, wasn't it? You know what? I need some new socks. You do need some new. Do you know what? For, for because people start saying, "Oh, what you want for Christmas." I think people would say it's boring and some people whinge or my gran always gets me pants and socks. But A, be lucky for what you get, you ungrateful bastard. And B, I keep saying to anyone that asks, well not many people do ask to be fair, more than happy with pants and socks. They're a necessity. I was wearing through my socks and my pants, so I'm happy with either. So anyway, welcome to episode 60. Did you see my news the other day? We were well over 150,000 listens. That's good, isn't it? That's very good indeed. Still haven't got all that many reviews, though. So if anyone fancies leaving a review, that'd be absolutely marvellous. If you could do that, that'd be great. I'd appreciate that very much. And if not, if you don't do that, I'll send the Cornish Mafia around. All right? All right. So I've had, I've had a good week. I hope you've had a good week. I'll tell you this. So, I don't know if I told you this. So, I... There's not really... Where I live in Gossip, it's like a little village. And there's not really much happening. There's I think there's one comedy night. But I haven't, I haven't been bloody booked for it yet. I mean, if you bloody hurry up and book me for it. And then there's a there's a new material night that, start, that started up. And I thought, do you know what? If... If people actually come to it, I can do that every week. I don't have to. I'm just so. I'm so sick of public transport. Don't even get me started about fucking public transport. I just. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to fucking stay at places this weekend that I just thought I could get back from. Oh, it's an absolute 
fucking nightmare. It absolutely gets you down. I think the main reason public transport gets you down is A, it never runs smooth. B, there's always fucking strikes. And C, you're just left alone with your own thoughts for too long. Like, I'm absolutely fucking sick of it. Yeah, but you always are this time of year. Yeah, I think it's just the end of the year where everything sort of winds down. Is that it? So everything winds down, so... I think it just sort of brings a head, like all the... Oh, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe you're just absolutely sick of public transport. I'm so fucking sick of it. I can't even deal with it anymore. It's doing my head in. So I thought, bloody lovely. I'll go do this gig to come up with new material. It is, I mean, I set off five minutes to get to the gig and I and I had two minutes to spare. Like it was, it was just, oh, it was great. And then afterwards, the act, one of the acts was like, oh, you get, you get in the train, but I was like, mate, I will walk you to the train station, but then I am going home. I was just, it was brilliant. Anyway, so I get to the gig, and the guy that runs it, friendly guy, oh, I don't know if this is an insult, but and it's relevant to the story, so sort of looks... Like, he would be, he'd know his way around the computer. Do you know what I mean? He could fix your computer. And his dad was there. His dad, Malcolm, you know, this old old guy. Both having their pints. Nice nice guys chatting away. The dad was very chatty, chatting away. And, uh, and then I thought there was sort of two shows. So it was like a sort of open mic show and then another show. Because you could hear people upstairs, but... I mean, they were just waiting there, really, but... I don't know if we told them that. Anyway, so chatting away, the lovely Catherine Ferns comes in. She's ever so nice, Canadian comics, chatting away to her. Such a friendly lady, so we were chatting to her. And then, um, it's all well and good. And then, and then he's like, oh, you might know, blah, blah, blah. I can't think of what she was called. And she sort of does. Did he say she's a stand-up? I can't really remember now. I just maybe I assumed. He goes, oh, she lives in Gloucester. I said, oh, brilliant. Then she comes in, the smiliest girl I've ever seen. And I'm like, and, you know, and I've got Catherine Ferns next to me. And she's a very smiley girl. In fact, who would be the smiliest? Equal smiles, I'd say. So, yes, yeah, so this girl's come in. And I'm like, oh, hello. Like, lovely to meet you. I didn't, I didn't know you. Like, whereabouts in Gloucester do you live? I don't even know why I asked that. I don't know where anything fucking is. Anyway, she seems absolutely lovely. So then I go for a cigarette and the because I've got a bit of time, Oaks Catherine need to get she's going back to Wigan, so I was like, Oh well, you might as well go before me because I only live up the road. Did I tell you I live just up the road? So I had a cigarette, then uh, by the time I got back up, the show had started, this guy would compare in it with now I learn, with the girl that was late. So they were like a double act, and I mean, I just never saw that coming. I just assumed, wrongly, shouldn't have assumed, that the that the guy was sort of just going to do straight stand-ups. Like I said, he looked like he fixed computers, I just assumed. He was in this rap double act, and my God, the songs were so catchy. But the girl, I mean... So, she didn't really... So there was not really... She'd like maybe sing like a line of the chorus, but she wasn't really involved really in any of the singing. She'd just like repeat the odd bit and like I said, the chorus, whatever. 
Um, now, how would you describe her comparing? So then, so she was in character, had all these, like, med- med- medallions and, like, dressed all gangster rap. But then, so her comparing, she'd be like, what? So she's in character as what I assume she thought a rapper sounded like. I was like, you alright, where are you from? Oh, that sounds shit, doesn't it? Yeah, well, shit. Why did you say that for? What are you doing with that for? Oh, your handbag's not very good, is it? So that that's what she was doing. And I was just like, now, what is this? <laughs> it was just so bizarre. And it was just the opposite of what comparing is supposed to sort of put everyone at ease. And, and instead, there was just get this girl just randomly being rude to everyone, putting no one at ease... And then, so just wasn't creating a nice atmosphere for the acts at, at all. It was just weird. And then, she'd introduce an act, and then what do you reckon would usually happen? The compares would stand at the back of the room, wouldn't they, and just watch this girl. Then sat on the seat right at the front. So, so, you were the, so she was the first person you'd see when you were on stage. And then stayed in character... And was just like, when say if a joke didn't land up, but bearing in mind, people were doing new material, she's like, so I did, so I did a bit, and it went really, really well, and then my last joke was probably the weakest out of all of it, so I, I was just saying, oh, I should have ended on the last bit instead of this bit. She's like, yeah, yeah, you should have. And, and that's fine, but no, no, it's not fine. And, sorry, you're just in no position to judge on anything that's that's the honesty of it and and uh, new material night and stuff where people are trying to try try new stuff and then you're gonna basically call everyone a death and then scoff at them in from the front row ridiculous then it turned out so i was trying to like because then at the end of the night so she did this all the way through and then at the end of the night she took her med- medallions off and was fucking friendliest person in the world again. And then I was sort of speaking to the, the guy that was doing it with her and I was like, now, oh, what's, what's her deal? And you'll never guess what. So she um, she was his tech person in Edinburgh, so to press the buttons, and said to him, I just refuse to do the same thing every day for a month in Edinburgh. So you're just going to have to give me some stuff to do. Like extra stuff so I'm going to have to get on stage with you. It's like, well, A, if you've applied for a tech job and, and that's what you want to do, then that's, that is what you'll be doing every day. Don't fucking get on stage. You, honestly, I couldn't believe it. So she's literally just proper imposed. And I was trying to go, I was like, so, does she do this with you every week? So I was thinking, I'm doing this next week and I can't be dealing with her. But, yeah. I was that close as well to telling her whilst I was on stage, just going, what are you doing? End of the day. I don't know, maybe I should. No, it's not your place, Harriet. You get involved in too many things anyway that aren't your business. Like, the end of the day, just ignore her. It still went well. So, just do the same. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what else has happened. I don't know if I'm allowed to. Uh, no, you can't. You are. Oh. So, basically, but between us, yeah. So, 
Oh, I told you before, and I that I no, maybe you'd be okay. Say allegedly, and then it because would you be like blowing someone's cover? Well, no, because they haven't done anything. But yeah, but he might have escaped. Yeah, don't say which one. Okay, so I was in the post office, and. I so I've been celebrity spotting lately, you see. So I was in the post office and this guy was in front of me and I was like, Where do I know that guy from? I fucking know him from somewhere. And I was like and he proper looks so he looked a bit like Gollum-y, like it's the way he's yeah, he was just very distinctive looking. Not Gollum, Abe from Abe's Odyssey. Anyway. And I was looking at him, I was thinking, Where do I know you from? Only in a bloody episode of 24 Hours in Police Custody where he was suspected of killing his girlfriend. Can you believe that? I mean, it wasn't him. He didn't kill his girlfriend. It was very sad, actually. In fact, yeah, I wouldn't blow anyone's cover because he didn't... What it was was he came across very strangely, very suspiciously and very controlling because he was... um. Oh, fuck, fuck it. So, basically, his girlfriend was found. I think she, like, slit her throat with a bottle in a park. She was very suicidal. The awful mental health problems, bless her. And then, do you know what? By the end of it, I think it wasn't as apparent that his heart was in the right place, but sort of quite... I don't know whether controlling's the right word, but very sort of methodical. So I was making um he had like spreadsheets and that this was the why the police thought it was a strange behaviour. Because he was making spreadsheets and recording her drinking and all of that, which I guess is a, yeah, is a sign of being controlled. But then also if you're just genuinely if sort of the system was letting her down, you were just genuinely trying to monitor and help her with the drinking then that's good, I guess. But it just didn't help, because when they brought him into the station, he was just, like, like stretching his leg behind his head and saying how flexible he was. He was just quite a strange man. But, yeah, bloody seen him in the, uh... in the bloody post office. Couldn't believe it. Unless I've got completely confused and it was, like, someone... <laughs> Imagine if it's actually someone I've seen on first dates or something. I've got it completely wrong. Yeah, so, allegedly. Then it was my dear friend Amy Gleddell's birthday on Saturday. So we went to the arcade club in Bury, which the biggest arcade in Europe. So that was fun. Took my boyfriend to there. We had, oh, we had a great time. I don't, do you know what I like? I'm not a massive fan of beer, but I like them bloody Desperados. I had a couple of them. Oh, made me feel well awake. So it's like, it tastes so pretty much Corona with a bit of tequila in it. Yeah, I like that. That sounds fun. That was fun. So, what is your good news? So, lovely, Jennifer Banks says, I went to do a... Bu- oh, I'll tell you what else I did last week. Me and my boyfriend went in town and uh, we went to Poundland and... Do you know what? They have really good DVD selection in Poundland. Got, well, obviously they're a pound. Got 12, got 12 bloody DVDs. I mean, we're a bit pissed, so some of them 
I don't know whether I did like the siege. I mean, who picks that? Like Larry, a piss person picks that. Anyway, so Jennifer Banks says, I went to do a Ponzi health food shop and whilst walking through the precinct, there was a busker playing an accordion and for a few seconds, Prestwich was transformed into Paris. Aww. So I dropped some coins in his case and bought my organic kale, kale, I don't know why I went kale, with a smile on my face. Oh, do you know what? I my mum once when we went to Paris, that that you know that that But imagine all my nanas won an accordion. I I love it. That that's the sound of Paris. I like do you know what as well, no offence, Jennifer, but I didn't even realise that how sort of how cool Prestwich was. Did a gig there a while ago and I was like, that was really funkier. Whereas I'd never even realised and then I asked what you do with kale and you, oh, Jennifer, I hope you don't mind me sharing it, but you um, gave a right old recommendation. So whole leaf kale, break the leaves off the stalks, drizzle in olive oil, a minute, drizzle olive oil over them, sprinkle on some Himalayan salt and stick them in the oven to make kale crisps. Yeah. Emma Shuffle says... Saw our local fireworks last night and now at Alton Towers for their fireworks spectacular. Yeah, I was a bit gutted. I wanted to go see for some fireworks, but we were going to the arcade for my friend's birthday, so I didn't. So I saw lots of fireworks from the car on the way there and on the way back. Which, to be honest, I think I think I'm a bit like a dog. I get a bit jumpy with them. To be honest, so I guess it was alright. And down our local park, it's like a tenner each for the fireworks. It's just a shit park. Like I just, I just think that's really expensive. Like think about how many people you're ramming in, and although maybe it's just where I live, because there's the gym, gym round here. We had to go right down the road when we went to the gym, because the one round us, fucking thirty-seven pound each a month. That to me is ridiculous. I guess oh, it's a money place, isn't it? It's people just, people got the money and they don't care. Oh yeah, so I said once. Years ago, last time I went, well, the only time I've been to a proper firework display, they did all the fireworks to the music, so that it was that Apollo 440, that. You know that, but, but then it's like all like a drum and bassy dancey one, it was wicked. Really good. And very clever as well, because. So. The music was exactly in time to the fireworks, but I wouldn't have thought that anyone would have been able to tell, like, the exact timing of between the... and the... Do you know what I mean? So to get the music exactly right, well, that was brilliant. But yeah, I think £10 each, I think that's too much. I think you should be charging... Well, back in the day, it was a couple of pounds. I, I think it should be £3.50. But maybe I'm a cheapskate. Fiver tops, I'd say, yeah. Fiver for the parents. £2.50 for kids. Or if I if I had my way, £3.50 for parents, £1 for the kids. God, Emma, I bet how, how much was it in fucking Orton Towers? But you had to fucking take a mortgage out. Alex Kendall says, the very poetic Alex Kendall, may I add, says, 
I pulled a sickie. Oh, you're working listening, Alex. Pulled a sickie. Imagine if this was their favourite podcast. They're like, what? I know. I, I, it's as unlikely. I'm really joking. I know it's as unlikely as it is. I had a tooth pulled out on Thursday. I celebrated by drinking lots of alcohol and giving up smoking. Three days now. And would you abdomen and eve it? I still want a Bernie Bernie stick stick cigarette. I'd like to bet you enjoy me as much as I do you. But our love must refrain. A secret refrain. Whispered like lovers do. I think I don't think I read that right. Well, it can be interpreted however you want, Harriet, but I still want a Bernie Bernie stick stick cigarette. I'd like to bet you enjoy me as much as I do you. But our love must refrain. Oh no, is that it wrong? Right, right again. I still want a Bernie Bernie stick stick cigarette. I'd like to bet you enjoy me as much as I do you. But our love must remain a secret refrain. Whispered, whispered, whispered. Like lovers do. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Well, to be honest, I, you know, I was I did all that, and then I sort of looked at myself. I, was, I didn't even realise I was going to do that. But so, Alex, if ever you need a um, like a recital, and someone to read your poems for you, I am more than up for that. All right, here's another clever thing: the pygmy pig. It's tiny trotters trot. It's too small to make much bacon of, and gammon it is not. Its views on Brexit are in fact a mystery to most, but pygmy pigs live happily on camembert and toast. Ah, oh, that's a great one, Alex! I feel like I did it the utmost justice as well. You are welcome. Only because it's the only thing I think I've read that I didn't fuck up once. And then lovely Christine Elizabeth says, We lit a little bonfire in our chimney. How you're reading it like it's a poem. Well, I'm gonna I am gonna. We lit a little bonfire in our chimney, Jim Jim Germany, which sounds posh but really, really isn't. <laughs> and we toasted marshmallows, which we haven't done for years. Then did sparklers. Afterwards we clapped and cheered neighbouring fireworks. Cheapscapes that we... Cheapscapes? Cheapscapes. Cheapscapes. What is the origin of that? Cheapscapes. Why skates? Cheapscapes. You have skates with only one wheel on. Cheapscapes that we are. Blame it on the sugar rush. That's a shit poem. (laughs) I don't even know what a chim chimney is. Is it the... uh, Oh, like a chimney breast. No, because that's a chimney breast. The chim chimney. Oh, do you know what? Every time I ask something, I bet Alex will know, tell me next week. He'll go, well, I wrote a chimney. Is this? So, yes, big up. Big up all your firework fun. I hope you all had a lovely time. Yeah, I think this is going to be a slightly shorter one than usual. I don't know what it is. I've got a major sense of impending doom. Just, I don't know what it is. I've been one of them as well that I just... I don't know, I just feel like I'm not saying anything decent. Oh, I cannot be dealing with another fucking 
So it was this, it was this time last year that I got so depressed and I ended up, so I was in quite early days. Wait a minute, was it the year before last? Yeah, maybe it wasn't last year, it might have been the year before. I got so depressed, me and my boyfriend were still quite new and uh, I was like, I'm literally going to kill myself. So he locked all the windows, took all the knives and everything, so I couldn't. And then, so I didn't really know what to do, but I was so unhappy. And then I just wrapped my head in uh, sellotape, really. And then, sort of couldn't breathe, as, you know, does happen when you've wrapped your nose and mouth and, and ears. If you don't breathe through your ears, in sellotape. And then I sort of, sort of, not lied down, but sort of bumbled sideways and then in front of a mirror caught myself and just started laughing I thought that's absolutely stupid really Harriet yeah and then I started getting better really but it was so as I always say you know me I'm always do you know what I always feel bad because I'm always on about sort of how how sad I am like because of my mum and I'm you know my mum died bloody four years ago now so I feel bad always going on about it but if you loved someone the most out of everyone for all your 31 years and then they just weren't there anymore and you didn't have time to say goodbye, then I think I think that'll bother you forever. So I'm not going to feel bad anymore. Oh, I don't even think anyone, ca- anyone like, cares about, like, that, you know. And you, I think that's the good thing about this podcast is often it's just it's good for you to just get stuff off your chest as well and everyone understands that christmas is is difficult in fact i'm testing this new bit about it it's about our christmas is really difficult and it's also about fleshy and squirrels that are drawn they're color blind apart from the colors red white and blue so they're drawn to uh, delivery drivers that work for dominoes so i'll test that out tonight and i'll let you know how it goes I've got a feeling it'll go awfully, but, but it's got to be positive. Problem is because it's at my mental health gig, and a lot of people are on the autistic spectrum, so see things very literally. So if there's anything that's a bit whimsy, that it just it just doesn't wash with them. They're like, I mean, there's no such thing as a flesh eating squirrels that eat that eat mem- delivery drivers from dominoes from the inside out and I say well yes you are right but anyway thank you um it would be really lovely if you left a review and it would be really lovely if you want to give me your three three dollar uh head to patreon if you want to give me a little donation thank you for the lovely wonderful the one and only mr david harris for that and um Thank you if you want to get in touch. I'm on all the social means. Dialinquent, Harriet Dial Comedy. Don't worry, bipolarhappy at gmail.com. Take care of yourselves this year. Thank you as always for your good news on Sundays. God's day. Thank you. Episode 60. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download, share, tell your pal at the shop. 
worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.